So when I head off for a weekend away from home or um, perhaps a couple months away from home like I do from time to time, one of the first extracts I always am sure to pack is walnut because it has so many varied uses and is an incredibly protective extract when we're traveling and exposing ourselves to different environments and foods. I'm Lauren Hubelay and I'm a gemotherapy expert and I'm here with two of my colleagues to talk to you a little bit more about walnut as a tree through the Asian medicine lens and as a gemotherapy extract. May I welcome Terry Brooks. Terry, good to see you. Happy to see you, Lauren and Megan, and everyone that's joining us. In Minnesota, I'm picking a lot of dandelion right now for many, many kinds of remedies, but also watching the tree buds as they develop and ready to do some more gemotherapies. Oh, great, Terry. And Megan Limp, acupuncturist. Megan, welcome. Thanks everybody, Lauren and Terry. It's great to be with you all today. And uh, I'm looking forward to talking about walnut. Great. Well, Terry, we're gonna have you get us started. Do you have any walnut trees on your land? I have some black walnut, but not this particular walnut. This is an English tree. Um, Juglans regia, English or royal walnut. It's a very large tree with a massive trunk. It can grow up to 120 feet tall and the trunk can be as, as large as 24 feet in diameter. And it has a quite a large spreading crown on this tree. As a young tree, the bark may be olive brown colored, but it fades to gray and develops some fissures in the, in the trunk as it ages. The male and female flowers are also on the same tree. Again, the male flowers are usually yellowish green and drooping, and the females are yellowish green and more erect. And these female flowers come in a cluster, usually two to five in a grouping. And you can see that later as this plant develops that the nuts will also be in a bit of a cluster like that too. It's native to Southeast Europe through Southwest China. So I don't have it in Minnesota, but I have its cousins. The tree loves heat and light, and it loves well-drained, deep, rich, fertile soil. It grows in the woodlands, it grows on river banks, it long fields and along road borders, especially throughout much of Europe. The walnut leaves are really interesting. They're quite pretty. They're shiny. They're paired opposite each other along the stem until you get to the end of the stem and then there's one um, terminal leaf at the end. So some people compare it to feathers, for instance. It's not lacy like a fern, but the pattern of the leaves is kind of feathery. The fruit, when it is ready in the fall or late summer, has a dense green fleshy outer husk. And inside that outer husk, then we find the wrinkled brown nut that's a woody shell. And inside that, the actual nut meat. I think it's interesting that from Roman mythology comes this tale of Jupiter, who was also called Jove, dining on walnuts while he was on earth. And this is where this plant's Latin genus and species name comes from, Jovis glans, meaning Jovis's nuts. Interesting. Interesting. So what other folklore and historical information have you come across? Well, there was one tale that was from Greek and Roman mythology that was so long and lengthy, complicated, it was chapters worth before we got to the final, final 
you know, the finale and the, the whole thing involved love and death and transformation. And finally, the gift of prophecy that was misused. And that person, that errant prophetess, was turned into a walnut tree. That's the synopsis. That's as far as I'm going with that one. It was so long. But other legends state that witches once danced beneath a walnut tree in a particular town in Italy. And they did some rituals underneath this tree. I have to remember and remind people that witches were most often the female healers of the communities. And they were probably honoring this tree because of its so many varied healing properties. Nonetheless, Barbados, a Christian saint, decided that this was a pagan custom and he made sure that that tree was cut down. Common folk have carried the nut of this tree to enhance fertility, to strengthen the heart, and also to protect against rheumatism. It was seen as a tree of love, fertility, mental acuity, and healing. And a lot of times you'll hear um, a walnut being compared to the same shape as a brain. And so we have come to know that it is excellent brain food. And we'll talk a little bit more about that, I'm sure. The Roman Empire had orchards of walnut trees where King Solomon was said to take a break from ruling and go and, and you know have a little snack on walnuts from his orchards. It seems that it was probably the custom for the gods and the rulers to dine on walnuts, whereas the mere peasants were relegated to only eating acorns. And that is why we have the regia as the species name, meaning royal. The royals were allowed to use this plant for their food. Again, walnut is a good wood for furniture. They've used it for gun stocks and lots of inlaid wood kind of projects. The green hulls have been used by herbalists and, and medicinal uh, purposes and healers for centuries to uh, as a fungicide and a parasiticide. But also, if you handle those green husks of any walnut tree, you better be prepared because your hands will be dark brown for weeks, no matter what you try to, to take it off with. So use gloves if you're handling those. They were also boiled in honey and, and water and used as a soothing sore throat and tonsillitis remedy by herbalists. And these are only mentioned because I think we'll see as a, the potential of a gemotherapy that um, all these uses, these so many varied uses of walnut are there in that bud. A Bach flower remedy was also walnut and it is I think interesting at this time to note that it was the exact remedy that's used for transitional phases of life which require breaking old habits and allowing growth and new decisions and, and it even mentions um, historical family traumas and things like that as being broken by walnut as a flower essence. And I think this is something that we can also probably see in the Gemmo from this plant. Yeah. Oh, very interesting. I, all the connections are firing here. Terry, Terry, what, what do you see as significant about walnut and its potential as a plant? Well, it's a very highly nutritional plant. Uh, the nut particularly has high quality protein manganese, arginine, magnesium, phosphorus, copper, folic acid, vitamin E, and it is one of the only, I think maybe the only nut or seed that contains all three of the essential fatty acids. 
And those essential fatty acids are there in large quantities in this nut. So we have oleic acid, linoleic acid, and linolenic acid. These uh, amazing nutrients provide great support for the brain and the skin and all mucosal membranes. That fatty lipid kind of uh, is a moistening agent, I would say. In Pakistan, they've used it to chew on the chew on the twigs, excuse me, and um, knowing that, somehow knowing that the antifungal properties in that twig are then leached into their saliva and it gives them some protection against fungus and uh, regulates the pH in their mouth, I would say, so it controls the bacteria in the, in the mouth cavity. And elagic acid is another um, ingredient chemically in this plant. And it is being currently investigated in very recent research as a new class of anti-cancer drug. They've found that it has uh, properties that inhibit the mutagenic properties uh, quality of smog and air pollution, particularly from fossil fuels. So in Japan, where some of this research is ongoing, they are actually planting this tree to mitigate the effect of air pollution and from fossil fuels. And it's been said that um, it can, you know, they were talking in particular one article about infants and it was the amount of good that this plant did for just one exposure was um, mitigating the effect of having smoked three cigarettes. So, I mean, I don't know scientifically how they prove that, but that was in the research. So one of my favorite nature writers, she's, she's one of those that is um, trying to repopulate the world with trees, but not just any old tree, trees that are of great benefit to humans and other nature. And this is one that she recommends as well. But one of the first times I heard her speak, she just caught my attention because the first thing she said was, if you have a black walnut tree, and this is another walnut tree, granted, but any walnut tree, and she's a biochemist, she knows her science. She said, if you're a female, you should roll that up and down your inner arm each year when it falls out of the tree and it's still green, that the chemicals, and she will name the chemicals in that husk, protect a woman from breast cancer for a year. And she also recommended that you let your children toss them and play with them when they fall from the tree, because that would protect them from childhood leukemia for a year until they did it again the next year. And she has the science to back it up. So I think that's just fascinating that this tree has all that potential, these gemobuds. Wow. Wow, it makes you want to go home and plant walnut trees, right? <laughs> Yeah. Oh. And for the wood alone, you could probably make several hundred thousand dollars if you had a couple well-grown trees. Sure. Sure. Terry, this I was really struck by you saying the the um, bit about the transformation and allowing for new growth and new ideas. Certainly, sounds like something that would be very useful today. Um, but it it it. It's, I think it, it's very interesting thinking of walnut that way. And as I start to talk about the extract, I want to see if I can connect those two. Thank you so much, Terry. Yeah. So walnut has two primary actions. And the first is to resolve 
all infectious states on a, the mucosal level. So this to me is a clearing. And when I think of walnut, the word clearing often comes to mind, like walnut clears the slate, clears the playing field, so there's room for fresh, right? Fresh, healthy growth. So it, had, it works as a tonic to re, on the mucosal level for the digestive system, for the urinary system, for the vagina, for women, and for all skin. So I can't imagine anyone that couldn't benefit at periods throughout their life to clear the playing field in those areas, so to speak. The other primary action is on a, as a tonic to stimulate the pancreas to produce beta cells that are res responsible for the release of insulin. And today, particularly in America, this should be something we should all be listening to with the rise of chronic um, um, issues around diabetes type 2. And this action, particularly for walnut, is helpful to prevent diabetes and support those that have already fallen into the category of diabetes type 2, reducing the need for medication and insulin. In, in the case with those who have diabetes 1A, we don't know if walnut can actually reactivate the pancreas. So that's just important information. We haven't discovered that yet, but we know it certainly is preventative. Um, walnut um, is best taken after the lunch meal, particularly for these cases um, where we want to have this pancreas action. And I actually recommend that for everyone when you're taking walnut and you're taking it for chronic uses because we can all benefit from that. So taking it after the lunch meal, it helps with digestion and all the pancreatic functions. Walnut can be taken for long periods of time and it can be brought into a protocol for a period of time, again, clear things, and then we move on to whatever next needs to be addressed, but we can come back to it at another time. So there is a secondary action and that's a harmonizing effect on the thyroid, offering um, particular support to those who have symptoms of hypothyroid. I believe walnut is useful for all ages and all stages of life for all men and all women. In the acute state right now, we're using walnut paired with black poplar to add, um, offer a shield against flus and viruses, um, particularly for those over the age of 25 and who aren't allergic to aspirin. And those things particularly pertain to black poplar, which you can listen to our podcast on. We also can use it acutely for any infectious um, condition involving the mucosal lining or skin. It can be taken orally or it can be applied topically. I've often used it topically for um, mouth sores or for um, um, any ulcers on the gums and also for um, cuts and wounds. I carry walnut with me when we're hiking and we're out for the day because it's absolutely the right thing to apply if there's a cut or a bite. Um, it certainly won't take away the um, inflammation of a, 
a sting or a bite like black currant would, but it's going to guard against um, any infection. I also use it during and after antibiotic treatments for clients and in prevention of any foodborne pathogens while traveling. So taking it as a preventative. And finally, a very interesting acute for walnut is its protection against radiation. Walnut extract contains organic iodine, which protects the body against radiation. And this would mean it's useful to take during a flight. Um, if you know you're going to have dental x-rays or during radiation therapy. It serves an important role in optimizing elimination um, for any of those with stool types one through four in a full protocol along with nervous system extracts. And then for chronic cases, anyone for at risk or diagnosed with diabetes type two should surely have it in their chronic protocol. Again, taking it after lunch or if we're addressing um, chronic inflammation of the digestive tract, urinary tract, or vagina. So there you have it, so much that you can do with walnut. Um, and it seems to offer something for everyone. Megan, how do you see this amazing extract? Yeah, walnut is really something. It is, it's such a, it's applicable in so many situations. Mm -hmm. I was recently, um, reading something about um, Hippocrates, the Greek physician who we know is considered the father of medicine. And I was reading about his theory that um, all diseases begin in the gut. And there's something that aligns with that in how um, Asian medicine has a similar theory and for thousands of years has been talking about um, the chi movement in the abdomen or healthy digestion being essential not only to physical, but also to mental well-being. And we know that when we talk about the organs in Asian medicine, we're primarily referring to their function more than just the physical organ. So when we look at walnut in relationship to this, it primarily acts on the digestive functions, which we call stomach, spleen, and pancreas. And the digestive system's ability to transform and transport. And it also works with the lung energy and its ability to spread and descend. So this really sums up the, the way that walnut affects our movement of chi in the body is that it's able to transform and transport and spread and descend. And this really highlights what Lauren and Terry were both talking about, about clearing and moving. And that's really the nature of walnut. If we review the process of how chi uh, is produced in the body, we know that the primary source starts with the food and the fluid that we take in. The stomach distills the nutrients from that and carries it up to the lung where it meets the breath and together that forms the chi for the body. But Lung then, walnut has a very close relationship with the lung function, and the lung then circulates chi and fluid throughout the system. And we can see here that this provides both the chi and the fluid necessary for the organs to clean themselves and to function properly. We also know that lung is called the upper source of water in the body, and this is because lung oversees the function of the proper dispersal of fluid through the system. 
and fluids moisten the exterior of the body, meaning our hair and our skin, and the interior of the body. So looking at what Lauren was talking about, you know, all of the mucosal linings and mucous membranes and all of the organs. So this really gives us clarity on walnut's ability to resolve challenges with skin issues and mucous membrane issues. And the, both of those things tend to show symptoms when fluid distribution is off and manifest as dry or wet and weeping or when the wetness congeals, it becomes phlegm. Lung meridian also plays a key role in what we call wei qi, which is our outermost layer of defense or protection against the exterior world. And this is what Lauren was talking about in its relationship to strengthening immunity with black poplar or when we're traveling and we really need to shore ourselves up. Um, again, supporting immunity and having a close relationship right now uh, when we're talking about respiratory prevention with black poplar. Walnut also plays a key role in addressing the gut biome and the intestines. And we can understand this because lung has a partner meridian in the body and that's large intestine. And they're the yin and yang of each other. So together they make a complete unit. And in this context, we can see why walnut has such an affinity for supporting elimination. And it does so by facilitating the movement of fluids the proper distillation and transportation of nutrients, and the movement of qi in the intestines, right? I mean, that is a really powerful combination. Sometimes we talk about walnut really being more applicable for people with a medium to high vitality. I don't know if that's something, Lauren, that you're still um, talking about, but I was thinking about that in relationship to walnut and in relationship to our understanding of qi because walnut really is a clearing extract or a chi mover, and it does that so effectively, but it doesn't strengthen chi. So often when the chi needs strengthening, we need some kidney support energetically, and kidney acts as our essence and it, or the, the roots of our trees, and it really, it shores us up in, the, in a foundational way and acts as a savings account for us. So in cases of low vitality, when we need to shore up our foundation before we begin to move things. In some cases, you might wanna look at introducing a different extract uh, and then come into one. Yeah, Megan, thanks for bringing that up. A absolutely, I'm still in alignment with that, that we wait a little bit for walnut. It's, it's never the first extract I would pull out and I would help someone raise their vitality first. The other thing that, that I believe walnut tree, and Carrie, you can uh, uh, confirm this, grows by itself. It doesn't like to share its soil, right? Exactly. And when we want the most benefit from walnut, we're gonna, going to take it by itself. And that's why taking it after lunch by itself is ideal. There are times, however, we're going to need to pair it with something for instance, I mentioned a pairing with black poplar, or we sometimes pair it with fig acutely. So there are times, but for the most part, we want to give it, just like we would the tree, give it its space mm -hmm. because there's so much it has to offer. Yeah. yeah, ladies, very cool. Very, very nice. Thank you. Thank you both so much. Terry, where can folks learn more about trees? First, go outside. Yes. 
It's always my first advice. And I'll recommend this book again, The Meaning of Trees, Botany, History, Healing, and Lore yeah. by Fred Hagenader. It's an awesome book. Yeah. yeah. It, Terry, I want to reiterate that. Just We go outside and we see trees all the time, but are you really seeing them, right? Go take one in your yard and sit and observe it, right? Well, most people don't realize that trees have flowers. <laughs> it's very odd, you know, and I just read an article the other day about how you can eat the flowers from the maple tree and they're falling everywhere here right now. And so we picked up a few and tossed them in on the salad and lovely. It's not a remarkable taste, but I'm sure there's some benefits there. Sure. Sure. What a great idea. And Megan, where can people learn more about Asian medicine? Yeah. So interested in learning about the philosophy of Asian medicine, you can look at the book, The Web That Has No Weaver. And if you're interested in finding out more about my practice or general therapy for an Asian lens, you can visit my website at acuelove.com. Thanks, Megan. And I would love to have you join me in one of my classes. I, I love teaching and I love teaching gemotherapy. And so have a look on my website, laurenhubelay.com and see if one of those classes don't speak to you. Ladies, thanks so much for your time and sharing this space with me. You're welcome, Lauren.